This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The new season is nearly upon us and preparations are well underway. And the same can be said for us as HUFC chat. Welcome to season three. Yes. So the first topic of discussion is going to be the departures. Before we get started, we would both like to place on record our sincere thanks for all contributions and efforts to those players that have left us after a very successful season. Firstly, the club captain Ryan Donaldson, who leaves with his head held high after joining an exclusive list of promotion-winning captains. Jack, Ryan has been, in my opinion, a player who created plenty of debate, but what's your thoughts yeah, I echo what you've just said, um, you know, thanking him for all his efforts. And that's the same for any player that has left, um, you know, at the end of this season. In terms of Ryan Donaldson, he clearly didn't play as much as, you know, he would want to and as a club captain. He'd want to be on that pitch every week. But I think it's so important to emphasise, and I think DC's touched on this quite a lot, how... Ryan had that effect on the players and the squad off the pitch. That was a massive thing. And I think that was probably a big reason why DC wanted Ryan to stay on a bit longer. Obviously, he's gone and joined his mate Liam Noble at Morpeth. Um, you know, he's split opinion at the club between fans. Personally, we didn't see the best of him last season, but I, I really do, I really did value him as a player. I thought, you know. He came on and it was great that he scored. It was just a fitting way for him to end and for him to lift the trophy. I think he, he genuinely did have a big, big impact on the squad and he was probably quite a popular person um, around around the team. So, yeah, you know, I wish him all the best. A player that I wouldn't have complained if we'd kept him on. And someone who clearly has talent, perhaps, you know, didn't always live up to the potential that he has, but one that leaves with my best wishes, definitely. And secondly, we have striker Resort, who has secured a move to fellow League Two rivals Mansfield Town. Yeah, I mean, in regards to Reese, it's a tough one. He, he came in and I was all for him signing. You know, you know that yourself. And I'd put on Twitter when he signed that I was happy to have him back. I thought he would have a big impact and he did. He, he gave absolutely everything, you know, when he was on the pitch. He contributed um, in many of the games and 
and provided many key moments and some fantastic goals along the way. I think the only thing that I have to add on this, and it's a, it's a sad way. I think money talks in football, but for the way it ended, um, you know, obviously there's always two sides to a story and I'm, you know, I'm, I can't give exactly what happened. I don't know what happened, but I think it does leave a bit of a sour taste in my mouth when you look back at it. If he didn't communicate with, you know, the club that offered him, offered him that chance to carry on. Um, you know, he'd obviously been released and he's been at pools before and perhaps, you know, a fan's favourite when he came, but he certainly turned into one and he had the potential, you know, for the fans to continue adoring him. And I think it, it's just sad how it ended, but, you know, this is football. It, these things happen and, and you just have to move on, really. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I was quite the opposite to what you were saying. I actually had no enthusiasm about him re-signing whatsoever. I, I, you know, we've spoke about, I spoke to you about this before. I, I absolutely slated the signing. I thought, well, you know, I looked at his, his first time here and more importantly, his goal record. And I thought, well, hang on a minute, we're a club with massive desires to get out of the league. But like you say, he's played a massive part this season, albeit he was in a one-year contract. I can accept that. He's went on to, to talk to another club. But like you say, it's just do things right. You know what I mean? Have the decency to talk to your manager the coaching staff who've who've backed you all season and they've played you week in week out in the most important of games. You know it's just it's common decency really and it's respect for the fans as well. But moving on now and lastly we have goalkeeper Brad Young who secured a lucrative move to Premier League side Leicester City in what Chairman Raj Singh described as a good deal for the club. Yeah, I mean with Brad again had this conversation many a time not just with yourself, but with people at Pools on the podcast. I would have liked to have seen him given his chance at Pools. I would have liked to have seen him, you know, with a chance to contribute. A young lad, yeah, a lot of pressure especially would have been on him if coming um, in the playoffs. But, you know, when, when a player secures a, actually secures a move to a Premier League side such as Leicester, you kind of question, you know, why he hasn't been played. And, and I always put my faith in DC, you know, he knows what he's doing, but it's just, it's, it baffles me really um, that a player can be that good, but doesn't get that chance uh, to perform at national league level. But yeah, you know, I've spoken to different people about it. They've said that the deal is a good deal for the club. And I think we've gone, gone about it the right way. And, um, you know, we wish him the best as he moves on to Leicester and, Hopefully, you know, he flourishes there. You never know down the line if, if things aren't working out, he may come back on loan or whatever. So, you know, I'm glad that he's managed to get the deal that every young footballer aspires to get. You know, he deserves his chance. He didn't get it at pools, but clearly a talented footballer. So we'll see what the future holds for him. Well, now we've covered the topic of departures. Let's move on to new contracts. There's some, this is something that has been a hot topic of discussion with incomings as well, which we're going to discuss later. I've personally been really impressed with the fact that we've managed to keep Jamie Sterry. I know the Northwest Corner tweeted something about the fact that this is such a massive sign and, and they are not wrong, especially the fact that it's a two-year deal, which is such a massive coup and the possibility that if a bigger club does come in, they're going to have to pay money to secure his services. In terms of other contract news, Gary Liddell, a player who has been absolutely solid for us, a rock at the back who's, you know, arguably helped us massively secure those playoffs that eventually got us promoted. 
he just doesn't, he may not have the pace, but he never seems to be flustered. So many people have called him a Rolls Royce and it's just correct. You know, he, he's a player who oozes class every time he steps out on the pitch and one of the key pillars that we needed to tie down going into the league too. And I think experience really will help. Another player who's been there through thick and thin, Nicky Featherston. He's been rewarded with club captain for this season going into the EFL and he deserves that as much as anyone, you know. A player that's stuck by us, a player that's been there when we got relegated, that's been there when we've been crap in the National League, but it's also got us back up, played such a massive part in that. So I'm delighted that he's there, um, you know, to carry on leading the boys. Mark Shelton, a midfielder with plenty of potential. Really hope we get to see the best of him next season. Ben Killip, there's plenty of, you know, talk about whether... He can deal with the pressure of the fans being back in the Vic. Um, you know, he struggled with that when he first came. But I also think he's probably grown in confidence as a player. And also, you know, his talent has been developed. I really strongly believe that. So perhaps he won't struggle as much with it this time round. Timmy Odessina, a player with plenty of potential uh, yet again. We'll see how he deals with playing football league. He's been solid for us in the main, in the National League, so I'm pretty sure he can do a job, especially learning next to Lids. Zane Francois Angle, a player that, you know, I haven't seen a load of. He's been at past clubs, um, you know, playing for them, uh, such as Carlisle, but he came into pulls and he's looked tidy. Um, a player that can probably add something to the squad. We're yet to see where he's going to fit into DC's plans. He came on at talking and looked really assured. So I, I'm quite glad to see him sign a new deal. And then finally, delighted to see Luke Molyneux tied down. Um, that was a recent announcement. A player that, you know, we all know what he's capable of. He can turn anyone inside out on his day. And I really do hope we get to see the best of him in the Football League. Davo, is there anything you want to add on that contract front? You know, generally, you know, I think you've covered that well, mate. All I would say is that the players in question, you know, they've all played huge parts for us last season. So let's hope they can do the same again this season and hopefully give us something to shout about. Uh, keeping on the same topic, we are going to discuss our latest new recruits, starting with the Australian defender Regan Ogle, who joins us from Macri and Stanley. Secondly, we have midfielder Martin Smith, who joins us from National League side Chesterfield. Thirdly, defender Neil Byrne, who is our latest recruit, and he joins us from FC Halifax for, for interestingly, an undisclosed fee. And finally, the addition of Olufella Olomola, who has been on trial at the club recently and has since been rewarded with a permanent deal at the club. Jack, do you have anything to add about our signings? It's one of them. I don't know a load about these players that have come in, if I'm going to be dead honest with you. But as ever, I trust DC, I trust his recruitment. He's not going to sign anyone. Um, you know, if you look at his past recruitment of players, I can't really, no one really comes to mind who I've been disappointed with or thought, you know, why Why is he even being brought into the club? Um, so, you know, we'll give him a chance. We'll back him as ever as we do at Pools. And hopefully, you know, things things will work out for them at the club and, and it can be the start of building and putting together a squad that can compete in League Two and not just be a team that's going to compete near the bottom, but a team that can push on um, under DC. So I'm sure, I'm sure he'll get the best out of them.
Now, onto the actual on-field stuff. I don't think anyone could argue that although it may just be pre-season, everyone wants to win. Or surely that should be the mentality, and DC has hinted at this numerous times throughout the pre-season campaign. If you look at the results that we have had, I don't think you can be happy, despite winning the first game triumphantly. It's just been downhill from there, with Pools losing the following three fixtures ahead of our trip to Dunstan tomorrow. As we are recording on the Thursday evening, none of us have any idea on how that game's panned out. But just to run through the results, as I mentioned, Pools were 9-1 first up against Runcorn Linux, then went on to lose 1-0, 4-1 and 2-1 at the hands of Spennymore, Gateshead and Blythe, respectively. I think the lack of goals has been worrying for myself with the opposition we've faced and also how suspect the back line looks. Davo, before bringing Mark to discuss pre-season, what do you have to say? I know you went to Spennymore and I can imagine, despite being pre-season, you're pretty disappointed with how things have gone as well. Uh, of course, you know, disappointments among other things. You know, like you've said, you look at the opposition. Um, I mean this in no disrespect. You look at the teams, I expected all wins. Um, but I... I mean, there was a few of us who did say uh, about the spending all game. We all knew it was going to be a tough test. They are a good football in size, um, and that proved to be the case. Um, they've got some good players in that in in their team. I don't want to look too much into us. I know we're all disappointed now, but I think once the season starts, I know I'm speaking hypothetically, but if we do get off to a flying start in the league. Who's going to remember these games? Who's going to look back and think, oh, but we got beat off Spennymore, we got beat off X, Y and Z. I think, generally speaking, I'm not looking too much into us. Um, obviously, I want Pools to kind of set a precedent. I, I, want, I want them to go out there in each game and to prove to, to us, the fans, prove to DC what they're about and to prove to us that, you know, there is something to get excited about. I know we're feeling doom and gloom at the moment. But, you know, like we've always said, you know, we keep the faith. We trust DC, we trust what he's doing. You know, like you've said about the signings, he hasn't let us down yet in terms of recruitment. You look at the players he's brought in. So, you know, let's hopefully sign off on a strong one tomorrow at Dunstan and let's kick on come the start of the season. You know, I think you've hit the nail on the head there with how you summarised it. And I've got to agree with you. And I'm sure the people who've listened to the podcast and do listen to the podcast will you know, feel exactly the same as, you, as you've as you just put across. Mark, thanks for coming back onto the pod. We're intrigued to hear your thoughts on how pre-season has panned out in your eyes. Yeah, well, it's nice to be back on, Jack. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen all the games. I've, you know, I've got that buzz back. Um, was it wrong card? That was a nice little trip out. Um, that was, it looked okay. Then we won, when we won 9-1. Um it's been a bit of a, bit of a mixed bag. I mean, with the Springmore game, it's followed for about an hour. It was a bit disjointed because we had a lot of trialists out there. Mixed team. Um, wasn't wasn't the best game. I think uh, Dave Chaloner wasn't too you know, happy with uh, the way we went about it. Um, as I said, we've got the Gateshead game. Not the best. Um we're just concerned about the goals that we've conceded. It's, it's sort of out of character, the goals that have been conceded. But even though it's pre-season and we don't get... It's not doom and gloom. We don't get carried away. But 
you do have to be a little bit concerned with the, the manner of the goals um, and really the lack of goal threat um, that we hope can be addressed. And then Blythe was a bit better, um, but still, I think the second goal, if you see it played back, not the not the best of goals to concede when it's basically travelled almost the full length of the pitch. Um, a couple of passes and it's in the back of the net. So there's, there's sort of a lot to work on. I mean, it's been a bit of a tight turnaround, but we knew what was going to happen. Um, we've, you know, it's recruitment difficult, a lot of difficult things, but the be all and end all is we're back in the football league and you'd have taken all of these, you know, sort of um, disadvantages, if you want to say it like that, to be in this position where we're back in the football league. Um, and, you know, I'm just confident that we will have the players we need. Hopefully we'll have a few before the Crawley game. But certainly by the end of August, um, I'm, I'm, I believe in the manager that, you know, whatever he, whatever he needs to do, he'll find the players to improve us and make sure that we, you know, we're there to be competitive next season. So we hope in the time we've got, we do see a few more additions and and see what goes from there. You know, bear in mind what you've just said and, and I think I know how you're going to answer this, but do you, do you still feel like there's work to do in terms of recruitment? Definitely. I think, we, you know, if we want to talk about it now, um, there's certain areas we look at. We definitely need another goalkeeper. Whatever people think of Ben Killer, we don't have a second choice. So naturally, you can't go into the start of the season with one goalkeeper. So that's a given. But we need somebody who's going to really push Ben Killer. We need somebody to come in and basically say to Ben Killer, I haven't come to be sat on the bench. I've come to take your place. Um, we need to have somebody breathing down his neck. Um, I think he'll still strengthen the centre of defence. But whether it be for somebody to come straight in or for somebody to you know, challenge to at least be on the bench, being in the squad to make us more options. Um, but definitely, I mean, I think the, the thing that stands out really is when you lose 30 odd goals, um, and you know, there's different reasons why those players have gone. You know, some of the players we've lost weren't our players. That was that was just a way it happened to get us out of the league. We got the league with players, some of them that weren't our players to keep. But you've lost 30 odd goals. Um, when I look at the two strikers we've got, you know, I look at uh, uh, Fella who we've signed, um, you know, he, 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 you know, something to work on there. He could be, he could be a gem. I'm hoping he is. You look at Mark Cullen, experienced in the league too. He hasn't scored a great deal of goals the last couple of seasons, but you know that doesn't mean he couldn't click. But there's still only two strikers, so you know you need a mixture. You need different strengths up there, and that's something that's that we've really looked. You know, we even playing the Blythe. You know, we've played with Luke Molyneux playing up front with a trialist. You know, just over a week before the season starts, we don't really have the strength and depth up front. We're still relying on trialists and, and sort of playing people what I would say out of position to, to, to sort of fill in the hole. So we've got to somehow try and find a way of compensating for, for, the, for the loss of those goals. 
Yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts going into the season in which we're returning to the EFL, as you alluded to? I, I think it's, well, I've got the trust in the manager. I think if, you know, if you can get, get that, those areas strengthened, then we'll be competitive. Um, we just need to make sure that we stay in. I've looked at the sort of teams have gone up, look at Barrow and Harrogate last season, who got into the Football League and they sort of finished mid to bottom half the table. Um, and you look at a lot of teams who have previously gone up and they've always sort of, you know, first seasons finish around the, the middle of the table, you know, bottom half. That's probably where I would be quite content, you know, anything more than just sort of finishing around the mid table would be a bonus. It would be a, be a, a, a nice bonus to have if we finish higher. But I don't think you'd find too many people who complain if we, you know, we got the 50 odd points um, with plenty of games to go and we just establish ourselves again. I think that's a big thing for us that we need to. We just need to make sure the first season we were in there and we can build in the seasons to come. Finally, Mark, you know, we've spoke about recruitment, we've spoke about trialers, but have you got anything you'd like to add on, on Dave Channon's contract situation that yet still moving on from uh, Ashton Gate has yet to be revol- resolved? Yeah, uh, well, as I say, you know, I've had his interview where he said that he was, he was prioritising recruitment. So I hope that, you know, the next few weeks that we see some movement on his contract because if we don't, you, you do start to get a little bit worried that, you know, once he's done his recruitment, um, then there isn't any other distractions, you know, to, to get things sorted. For me, as I've always said, he's one of them. He's just as important as, as, a, as a signing, you know, a 30-goal-a-season striker, you know, the manager... If we were if we were to have a rough couple of games, I think the majority of fans would stick with the man because he's the best manager we've had for an awful long time. So for me, you need to be you need to be doing everything you possibly can to make sure that the contract is something that suits him um, just as much. You know, to, to show his show what we think about him. The club needs to, to, to give the man a contract that he that he deserves for the job that he's done. Um, that when he first came in, so he said to us when he first came in, within sort of 18 months we'd be in the football league. As much as you'd love to say, you know, yes, that'll happen, you were thinking, you know, this could be a three, four-year job to get to get that done. So what he's achieved for me is nothing short of miraculous. And he's one of the best managers, certainly one of the best managers in the National League, and he deserves his chance at this level. And he, but he also deserves the reward for his hard work, and that for me is a... It's a new improved contract. I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Mark, as ever. And thank you for coming on once again to give us your expert insight on their HFC chat. It's a pleasure. Finally, to wrap up this episode, we will go over all recent club news, starting with the club's move to take us back to our old training base at Maiden Castle, a new partnership with Durham University that will see the club train at the recently opened £32 million Maiden Castle Sports and Wellbeing Park. And lastly, the long-awaited release of our brand new 21-22 home shirt, which will have been revealed by the time this podcast will be available to listen to. It will also feature the new shirt sponsor, local business, Orange Box Training Solutions. Well, that wraps up the first episode of season three. Thank you for listening to this summer review as we head in 
to another season of HFC Chat and we're excited to be bringing this to you as we return to the EFL. Look out for the latest episode in a couple of weeks' time as we will review the opening game of the season in Crawley, which kicks off at 3pm, 7th of August, which I'm sure you need no reminders for. And there will be plenty more in that episode. Keep the faith, back the boys and never say die. Days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.